Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Okay, so you're going to have to bear with me today because I have what is known in our house as the nursery snots. Yes, I have got a snotty nose. Um, This is actually quite a permanent thing when you have children, especially (laughs) toddlers. Um, Yeah, the snots come pretty strong. You may be able to uh, relate to that if you have a small child, but you just kind of get used to it. And it's one of these things where you, oh, should we keep them off nursery? No, not really, because everybody else at the nursery has got a snotty nose. Even the women that work there are full of snots as well. And then you actually find yourself apologising for having the nursery snots. And you go, oh, I'm so sorry, I've got the nursery snots. And you just, oh, I just don't think there's anything worse than somebody sniffing all the time. So bear with me. I will try not to sniff constantly but I just wanted to set the scene. I've got a snotty nose. Welcome. Anyway, my name is Sally. This is my podcast. It's Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. And if you're struggling with the snots, you kind of get the flow, don't you? It's just, yeah, I feel for you. I really do. My nose is so bad at the moment because we've got a, a real frost going on. It's the month of December. And where I live in the UK, I live in the north of England, and we have had some serious frost in the last week. Like I don't ever remember it being this cold. And when you've got a snotty nose and frosty weather, you're almost fearful of having a small snot icicle drip out. You know those um, like um, music videos from the 70s when ABBA would be in the snow and they'd be like, knowing me, knowing, looking at the camera and you'd have like have a big bogey. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't Photoshop any snots out then. So yeah, it's frosty snots. I tell you what, it is bloody cold though. It was like minus six the other day, which if you don't live in the UK, that's unheard of for around here. Well, I don't know. It might be in certain parts of the UK, uh, especially if you're living in like uh, high up in Wales or uh, in the Highlands. And, you know, that's probably the norm at the Christmas time at winter. But where I live, I've never known it that cold at all. And everything has been frosted over for about a week. We've actually left the car on the driveway for over a week now and it looks like it's been frozen in time you know when these intrepid explorers go away and they go to the antarctic and they discover like a ship that's been sat there for for decades yeah it looks obviously doesn't look like that but yeah that's 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 how i feel when i look at it (laughs) that's just like wow it really does look amazing though i mean fucking elsa i tell you what she's got a lot to answer for freezing shit Wow, it's, it, it is really good, but the 
Do you know what I'm going to, this is really strange, I'm going to totally go off a, a tangent here, but the birds, I'm saying the birds because I've just put loads of fat balls out for the birds this morning. I mean, when I say loads, I mean like 25 fat balls and I can just see them all outside because I, this, I've never fed birds before in my life. Okay. So I've, um, in the other houses that I've had and where I've lived, I've never had a bird feeder. I've never had a bird table. I've just been like, not really bothered about the birds. I don't know why. It's just the way it was. And yet my granddad, I always remember my granddad loved his bird table. He had a really big, quite prestigious bird table. My mum and dad love their bird table as well. Um, and yet since I've moved here five years ago, I I love the birds. I really do. Um, and at winter, especially now, because the ground's completely frozen over, they're all really struggling to get some food. So I just went and bought like a massive bag of fat balls. If you're thinking, what the fuck is a fat ball? I didn't know what a fat ball was until I started to feed the, feed the birds. <laughs> I feel like I'm from Mary Poppins. Um, and they're like these big balls of seeds that obviously have fat on them. So um, you just stick them in like a container and you just hang them from the trees. And as I'm just looking out the window now, I mean, they're covered. So I've got some seriously hungry birds in my garden at the moment. And I've just I've just chucked out a load of bagels as well. And yeah, it looks like they're all coming around for a feast. I don't mind. They're pretty cute, actually. They are really cute. The little I like the little birds and the tiny little birds. They are very, very cute. And I think everybody loves to see a robin at Christmas time in the winter in the snow. And I've only found out recently that they're actually quite territorial. Um, Look at me. I told you I was going to go off at a tangent. But I had, where did I add one in the front garden and one in the back garden? And I didn't see them fight, but now I can only see one of them. So I can only assume they've had a scrap and the other ones, one of them's had to piss off. Um, or they might have mated and one's, oh, they've had a bit of a bonk and one's nesting. I don't know. I'm not really that into my birds, but I just like to feed them. And uh, yeah, we do have a bit, we have a robin. We, we do have a, we have some amazing little birds, actually. They're really cute. Magpies, I don't like. I could talk about magpies for fucking hours and I won't go down that route. But yeah, mag- can you hear the birds in the background now? I told you there's absolutely loads of them. I'm not going to count them because I haven't got my glasses on. <laughs> no shit. I can see my laptop in front of me recording, but I can't see how many birds are out there. <laughs> I just know there's a lot of them. Um magpies oh magpies so magpies uh, i grew up and i've mentioned this before in another episode i grew up saluting magpies and it was a my mum did it for years sandra was absolutely horrendous at doing it it was constant with my mother and oh magpie magpie one for sorrow one for sorrow and then i had friends that would say hi mr magpie how's mrs magpie and start talking to them Anyway, I became obsessed with fucking magpies, thinking that if I didn't salute this magpie, I was going to have a bad day. Oh, it was horrendous. I've stopped myself from doing it now, but I just don't like them. So they, but apparently they mate for life. And we have got two that live in um, sort of at the back of us and they do come into the garden a lot. But they're vicious little bastards. And I genuinely didn't realise how nasty they were. So they kill all the little birds. So not only do I not like them because I used to think they gave me bad luck, they're actually murderers as well. So I don't want a murdering little bad luck shit living in my garden anyway. So no, I'm not really a fan of magpies. But when you do see them up close, they are actually quite pretty. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like them. <laughs> anyway. I fed my birds this morning. I'm feeling much better. I've obviously rubbed snot all over my face, which is, oh, do you know what? There's nothing cuter 
than a toddler who I know this is going to gross some people out but there is nothing cuter than when Roman my three-year-old son sneezes and then rubs snot up the side of his face it's it just glistens it looks like a little snail trail and you're thinking oh no mate and it's when he's in the back seat in the car seat and you can't get to him and he just goes ah, like that and you're like oh hang on buddy hang on hang on you try and sort of pass around a tissue no it's over the jacket the jumper he's had a big spray on the back of the seat and then he's got literally just he's gone oh don't worry as if to say don't worry mother i'll clean it up like that all up the side of his face and then by the time we've parked he's got like a crunchy snot (laughs) that's stuck to his cheek it's just i don't know i just think it's the cutest thing ever i really do there's some kids that when you look at it, you think, God, they've got a snotty nose. That's horrendous. But when it's your own kid, it's a different, honestly, it's a totally different ball game. It's like, look at that little snotty nose. And I, I know, it's madness. I'm telling you, madness. It's like changing a shitty nappy. Changing your own child's shitty nappy doesn't bother me the slightest bit. I get shit on my hands most days. It's just, it goes with the job, to be fair, of being a parent. You will end up with a bit of shit on your finger. It's worse when it's behind your fingernail. But when it's your own child, yeah, it's fine. It's just shit. It really is. It doesn't bother you. It's like picking up dog shit. It's like you, I I don't mind picking up my own dog shit, but I'm not going to go pick up someone else's dog shit. I don't know what makes my dog shit so special, but I'm certainly not picking up their dog shit because their dog's dirty or that's disgusting. Why would I pick up your dog shit? Oh, hang on. My dog's just had a shit. I'll just pick up my own dog shit. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? We have these weird little things that we do in our lives. We, we're all guilty of that. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all, but it's uh, like you'll set your own standards and set your own rules. Like at the moment, it's nearly Christmas. Okay, so it's the month of December. Uh, we're approaching Christmas. I think there's like nine more uh, sleeps or until uh, Christmas Day. And I'm doing the Christmas cards. Now, not everybody writes Christmas cards nowadays. I remember when I was a kid... Um, I would get shitloads of Christmas cards at Christmas. Like, honestly, it would be like, wow, look at all the Christmas cards that I've come home with. And my mum used to buy us like a big bumper box of Christmas cards that you could just sit and write to all your friends and your teachers and everything. And then we used to have so many Christmas cards because of my sister and I that we would string them all up around the living room walls. And then we used to have this big beam that used to run down our old house, um, the centre of the living room in the old house. And actually there was one in the hallway as well. So you could easily get like a drawing pin in there. And then we used to pin all this string along and then the the whole place would be full of Christmas cards at our old house. I'm lucky if I get about five now. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I don't get many Christmas cards at all. I really don't. And I don't know whether it's a reflection of the fact that I don't really have many friends. (laughs) But whether it's a smart thing, actually, because I've become a little bit more wise as to who are my friends. So the Christmas cards that I do get are from people who genuinely like me. But it is really interesting. It just makes me laugh every night. It's like birthday cards as well. It's exactly the same. But Christmas cards, I do send... I send quite a few out, not loads, not like I used to, but send ones to, I can always send ones to the neighbours, like always just pop them in just because it's Christmas and it's feel good. And um, just to touch base with the neighbours, I always send the Christmas cards to our neighbours and I like our neighbours as well. I really do. Where we live, we're really fortunate to have uh, a, a nice little close um, and, and it's just every one of the neighbours that lives there is just really pleasant and lovely. And that, that to me is just ugh, effortless. Um, so yeah, I do send them out to our neighbours and then I send them out to some of my family as well, of course. Um, and this is the one thing about Christmas cards, though. I, 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 oh my God, I can't even believe I'm sharing this. But did you know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm putting it out there. 
I have the thing about pens. So when I'm actually writing my Christmas cards, I like to write, um, I like nice pens anyway. And like, I like inky pens. I think which one, I've got my inky pen right here. What make is it? It's a pilot. It's a pilot inky pen. And it's like, um, it's one of, it's, it looks like a biro, you know, that you click, but it's not, it's got like gel ink in it. That's it. It's a gel ink pen. That's what I like. I like a gel ink pen and I write with that. And I always, I only ever write in black ink as well. I know you might be able to relate to this. You might not, but just bear with me. So I've got this thing about pens. I cannot cope when Scott takes my pens. I just, it really infuriates the shit out of me because he's just, shit with pens he'll either bite them or he'll lose them or they've got little clips on the side you know like hang on let me make the noise with a clip like you know where you can clip it onto the back of your diary or your notepad so he snaps those off that pisses me right off so I just like the pens um I, I don't I don't get me wrong I don't have a massive obsession with them but I actually hide them from him so I've got my own pens like if I'm writing notes for podcast episodes if I'm if I'm filling in diaries if I'm doing work I, I always have my own pen but when it comes to doing Christmas cards wait for this I like to use a fountain pen some may call it a calligraphy pen so I have got two <laughs> what a sad bitch <laughs> they're here right now um two old school uh fountain pens um you know the ones that you put the cartridges in and uh, like you, i used to use them when i was i mean this is like 30 odd years ago we had to use a fountain pen at school um i don't think they do that anymore but you had to have a fountain pen so you'd have your fountain pen you'd have all your little cartridges and your little tin your pencil tin and your fountain pen was the shit i mean it was just wow what fountain pen have you got? Where'd you get your fountain pen from? Oh my God, that is amazing. And it was like massive envy of the fountain pen at school. Like the protractor or the calculator or the fold-up ruler, they were also highly regarded, but nothing really touched the fountain pen. Especially at my school, it was amazing. And you know, when you got your fountain pen out your tin, if you'd got a new one in September when you'd gone back to school, it was like, shit, look at that fountain pen. My God, where did you get that from? That is amazing. Does it take the same size cartridges? <gasps> it takes the longer ones. Oh my God. So yeah, it's, um, I've got two. I've got two fountain pens that are quite special to me. But for some reason in Sally's world, I only like to write my Christmas cards with my fountain pen. No shit. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I love handwriting as it is anyway. And I was one of those kids who, do you know, when you used to doodle, and I still, I can still doodle now, but I was one of those um, kids that used to practice handwriting all the time, like proper calligraphy type handwriting. My mum bought me books and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I loved it. And people always go, oh, your handwriting's lovely. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Not that it really gets you anywhere nowadays, because everybody uses a fucking iPad or a laptop. But it's um yeah it's it's a, something that I've just I've always loved handwriting and I've got these two pens anyway I'm really going off on one ear but I'm loving this by the way um and when I write my Christmas cards if my handwriting looks shit in a Christmas card and I've sort of written like Merry Christmas mum and dad oh god I don't really like that I will rip up the card put it in the bin and start again <laughs> OCD probably a little bit 
it's the only thing I do. it's the only bugbear I've got about Christmas is the Christmas cards uh, and the way that my handwriting looks in a Christmas card why I don't know I don't know because really who gives a shit it's just a Christmas card and you've got to get it in the post and it's got to get there and it's just a lovely gesture to say Merry Christmas but for me it has to look perfect on the Christmas card you know the Christmas tags that are on gifts I'm not bothered about that that doesn't bother me at all. I could use a biro for those, but it's the Christmas cards. For some reason, I have no idea where this comes from. I have to do it with a fountain pen and it's got to look immaculate. Otherwise, it will get ripped up and thrown in the bin and then I'll start another one again. And I know for a fact I'm not the only person that does that. I know for a fact I'm not because we all have these little, I don't know what to say. They're not like obsessions, but they're just kind of like little standards that we all have that we just set ourselves. We probably don't know where they've come from. They probably come from our childhood and like something really fucking random. Like maybe one year somebody said my handwriting looks shit in a card. I don't know. Maybe that's traumatized me deeply within my psyche somewhere. And then every year from well, from then up until the age of 44, it's got to look bang on. So it's strange. It's like, I've got, do you know, Christmas trees. So, okay. Our Christmas tree has got built-in lights, right? Uh, only because it's so much easier to, to put it up. So I've got the Christmas tree out of the loft. And oh, by the way, I don't put my decorations up until December. Listen, I'm not knocking anybody who wants to do it beforehand. That's your decision. But for me, everything went up. I think it was the first weekend in December. When I say everything, I say that loosely because at the moment, Roman likes to throw things. And boy, he is strong like really strong it's like having a small dave batista is that his name <laughs> i know the guy out of guardians of the galaxy the blue one <laughs> it is having like it, he's so hulk hogan there you go everybody knows hulk hogan it's like having a small hulk in my house and yeah he's really strong but i was call it mother's intuition whatever you want to this year, I have not put any baubles on the Christmas tree because my baubles, I like my baubles. I like to go out Christmas shopping for decorations. And so my tree is like green with snow on it. And the baubles that I bought a couple of years ago are, are, are blue. They're like different shades of blue, ice blue, white, silvers, and they look lovely and they're really nice. And it took me a long time to get this whole collection together, but they're also glass as well. So for Roman, it'd be like, oh, yes get me that and he'll just look at himself and, and chuck it and smash him so I said right I'm not putting anything on the tree this year so we actually have a bear tree <laughs> in the hallway um with nothing on it and uh, one of my friends so I ended up this 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 is where the story's going I am um, Roman has actually pulled the tree down okay so this is where I knew for a fact I was on the I was on like the right road so what happened was I put the tree up and he's like, whoa, like instantly. And we've never really had that much luck with Christmas trees. One of the dogs used to piss on the Christmas tree constantly for a, while, a long time, actually. Um, and then, oh, that was awful. That was in our old house. And I'd be like, what is that smell? And then I noticed that a couple of the presents were wet and Milo had been pissing on the tree. So, oh my God. So yeah, that one went in the bin. And then the other one that we had was an upside down tree and it just, it was very cool for a while, but then I thought, what the fuck have I got an upside down tree for? So that one went in the bin and then this one, we had, a, we didn't have a, couple, a tree for a couple of years because we'd moved house and we were going through IVF and there was just too much going on. Um, and then I bought this one when Roman was two and he loves it. He absolutely loves it. But I just had an inkling that he was going to chuck baubles uh and pull it down and he's pulled it down it's an eight foot tree he's three and a half he's pulled the whole thing down on top of himself and i heard this ah 
I was like, oh my God, ran out of the kitchen. And he was only in the hallway for two seconds. Um, he's pulled the tree down, but he's fine. He's trying to put it back up again. I went, Ro, what are you doing? I actually ended up taking a picture of him and sticking it on my Facebook account and put, this, my friends, is why we didn't put baubles on the tree this year. One of my friends has sent me a message, like a DM, a direct message. Oh my God, Sally, how on earth can you cope without anything on the tree? I was like, what do you mean? I just cannot cope with a tree being up with nothing on it. Well, that must be her Christmas bugbear then. I was like, I don't really give a shit. I just want to save my baubles, to be honest with you. No, I don't know how you're doing it. I'd rather just not put the tree up. So yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? How we have these little things, especially at Christmas as well, because people want perfection at Christmas, don't we? The perfect family, the perfect Christmas day and all that crap. The pressures that we put on ourselves are crazy. I don't give a shit that my tree's not getting baubles. I'm just grateful that my baubles are all intact. The fact that my tree is now back up is a good thing, but... (laughs) This is even better. He's obsessed with the plug at the back and he keeps taking it in, out, in, out, in, out. And he's actually blown the fuse in the plug. (laughs) So I've had to get that fixed as well. So yeah, I think we all have these crazy little things, don't we, that we do at Christmas. In fact, we have them pretty much in most sort of walk, in most aspects of our lives as well. Like whether you have to have the television the television volume on an odd number or an even number. That one I always find fascinating. Another one is your alarm clock. Do you set your alarm clock dead on the hour? So say, for example, you need to get up at seven o'clock. Some people can't cope with setting it at seven and they set it at like 6.56 or 6.59 or 6.55. So yeah, we all have these little things, don't we? I think it's so interesting. And I love, I love listening to how people have these little, not hang, I don't want to say hang ups because they're not, because they're actually really important to, you know, if, if they're yours, like my fucking handwriting in a Christmas card, it's actually quite important to me that it's, <laughs> it means a lot that it looks nice and neat. <laughs> it's possibly the only neatest thing that I have in my life, to be honest with you, is my handwriting. So yeah, we are, we're preparing for Christmas at the moment. Um, and uh, and we're having a very quiet Christmas this year, which I'm actually very grateful for. I'm really grateful for. It's just the three of us, but and the dogs, obviously. Um, and quite frankly, that really suits me because as a kid, we used to have to spend hours and hours on the motorway, traveling around, visiting family. And don't get me wrong, it was great. But on reflection, when you're a kid, you just want to play with your toys at home, don't you? And so we're not doing that for Roman. He's just opening his toys and opening his presents in his home and he can play with them for as long as he wants to. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've invited family round, but I mean, I'm one of four. I'm one of four. So my mum and dad have got places to go and people to see. And my mum will never admit this, bless her, but it's fine. But she actually loves spending Christmas with my brother and his husband. She loves it. And, you know, when you can just tell, because I said to her this year, listen, I don't want you to be on your own. If you want to come and spend Christmas. Oh, well, uh, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now, listen, our Andrew's invited me. I was like, mum, that's fine. But I don't want you to be offended. Mum, I'm not offended. I just don't want you sat on your own at Christmas. So the invitation, do you know what? It's family politics, isn't it? Family politics, you've got to like skirt around, beat around the bush, not wanting to offend people. All I want her to know is, is that if she wants to come and spend it with us, she can do. But I know that my brother is back from the States. I know she likes spending, with, like, I know for a fact they love spending Christmas with my brother and his husband. I'm not offended. Have a whale of a time. But my mum's like that. No, I don't want to upset anybody. No, you're not upsetting anybody, mum. Just do what you want to do. But I guarantee 
that you have probably had conversations like this anyway with family. Who's going where? Who's doing what? And no, we'll spend half the day here. We'll spend half the day there. I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, we are spending it at home, just the three of us eating. <laughs> I haven't even ordered a turkey this year. This is how fucking relaxed I am about Christmas Day. I haven't even ordered a turkey. I'll probably just go in and get what's ever left on the shelf, to be fair. So we'll probably just end up with a few legs. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Turkey legs used to be... Oh, I just had a flashback then. Okay, so just a quick one. Turkey legs was something that you could actually buy when I used to work at Walt Disney World in Florida. And you'd walk around the parks and you'd see people just eating these enormous legs they look like something from the flintstones like just a massive it just it didn't look right they were like bionic turkey legs and whenever i see turkey's legs they just freak me out (laughs) if you've been and you've seen you'll totally get it right i need to go and blow my nose I hope that you're having a wonderful time this year. I hope you're feeling incredibly festive and you're getting everything planned. I cannot believe we're almost at the end of the year. I feel like I've just got so much more to cram in before we tip 2023. I haven't even had a chance yet to pick myself out a new top for Christmas Day. That is an episode in itself. The clothes that you wear in your own lounge on Christmas Day are so much more important than the ones that you'll probably wear out to dinner or to the pub. Right, if you're not already, follow me on Instagram. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. You can also find the page, which is on Facebook as well. And if you've been listening for a while now and you're enjoying what you hear, feel free to leave me a five-star rating, whatever platform you listen on, whether it's Spotify or Apple. I would really appreciate it. And I want to say thank you if you have already done that. I can't tell you how much it means to me that you keep coming back and you're listening uh, and you're sharing the love. And also you enjoy it that much that you have left five stars. So I really do appreciate that. Right. Have a great week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.